This is section two of 1601. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 1601. A Conversation as it was by the Social Fireside in the Time of the Tudors by Mark Twain. The First Printing. Verbatim Reprint. Date. 1601. Conversation as it was by the Social Fireside in the Time of the Tudors. Mem. The following is supposed to be an extract from the diary of the peeps of that day, the same being Queen Elizabeth's cup-bearer. It is supposed that he is of ancient and noble lineage, that he despises these literary canaille, that his soul consumes with wrath to see the Queen stooping to talk with such, and that the old man feels that his nobility is defiled by contact with Shakespeare and company, and yet he has got to stay there till her majesty chooses to dismiss him yesternight took her maist ye queen a fantasy such as she sometimes hath and had to her closet certain that do write plays books and such like these being my lord bacon his worship sir walter raleigh mr ben johnson and ye child francis beaumont which being but sixteen hath yet turned his hand to ye doing of ye latin masters into our english tongue with great discretion and much applause also came with these ye famous shakespeare a right strange mixing truly of mighty blood with mean ye more in especial since ye queen's grace was present as likewise these following to wit ye duchess of bilgewater twenty-six years of age ye countess of granby thirty her daughter ye lady helen fifteen as also these two maids of honour to wit ye lady marjorie boothie sixty-five and ye lady alice dilbury turned seventy she being two years ye queen's grace's elder i being her mate's cup-bearer had no choice but to remain and behold rank forgot and ye high hold converse with ye low as upon equal terms a great scandal did ye world hear thereof in ye heat of ye talk it befell yet one did break wind yielding an exceeding mighty and distressful stink whereat all did laugh full sore and then ye queen verily in mine eight and sixty years have i not heard the fellow to this fart meseemeth by ye great sound and clamour of it it was male yet ye belly it did lurk behind shoulder now fall lean and flat against ye spine of him it hath been delivered of so stately and so waste a bulk whereas ye guts of them ye do quiff splitters bear stand comely still and round prithee let ye author confess ye offspring will my lady alice testify lady alice good your grace and i had room for such a thunderbust within mine ancient bowels tis not in reason i could discharge ye same and live to thank god for it he did choose and made so humble whereby to show his power nay it is not i it have brought forth this rich overmastering fog this fragment gloom so pray you seek ye further ye queen mayhap ye lady marjorie hath done ye company this favour lady marjorie 
so please you madam my limbs are feeble with the weight and droth of five and sixty winters and it behoveth ye i be tender unto them in ye good providence of god and i had contained this wonder forsooth would i have given ye whole evening of my sinking life to ye dribbling of its forth with trembling and uneasy soul not launched it sudden in its matchless might taking mine own life with violence rending my weak frame like rotten rags it was not i your maesty ye queen o oh, god's name who hath favoured us hath it come to pass it fart shall fart itself not such a one as this i trow young master beaumont but no twould have wafted him to heaven like down of a goose's body twas not ye little lady helen nay ne'er blush my child thou'lt tickle thy tender maiden head with many a mousy squeak before thou learnest to blow a hurricane like this was thou my learned and ingenious johnson ben johnson so fair a blast hath ne'er mine ears saluted nor yet a stench so all-pervading and immortal twas not a novice did it good your maesty but one of veteran experience else had he failed of confidence in sooth it was not i ye queen my lord bacon lord bacon <laughs> not from my lean entrails hath this prodigy burst forth so please your grace not doth so befit ye great as great performance and haply shall ye find it tis not from mediocrity this miracle hath issued though ye subject be but a fart yet will this tedious sink of learning ponderously philosophize meantime did the foul and deadly stink pervade all places to that degree it never smelt i ye like yet dare i not to leave ye presence albeit i was like to suffocate ye queen what saith ye worshipful master shakespeare shakespeare in the great hand of god i stand and so proclaim mine innocence though ye sinless hosts of heaven had foretold ye coming of this most desolating breath proclaiming it a work of uninspired man its quaking thunders its firmament clogging rottenness his own achievement in due course of nature yet had not i believed it but had said the pit itself hath furnished forth the stink and heaven's artillery hath shook the globe in admiration of it then was there a silence and each did turn him toward the worshipful sir walter raleigh that browned embattled bloody swashbuckler who rising up did smile and simpering say sir walter most gracious maesty twas i that did it but indeed it was so poor and frail a note compared with such as i am wont to furnish yet in sooth i was ashamed to call the weakling mine in so august a presence twas naught and less than naught madam i did it but to clear my nether throat but had i come prepared then had i delivered something worthy bear with me please your grace till i can make amends then delivered he himself of such a godless and rock-shivering blast that all were fain to stop their ears and following it did come so dense and foul a stink that that which went before 
did seem a poor and trifling thing beside it then saith he feigning that he blushed and was confused i perceive that i am weak to-day and cannot justice do unto my powers and sat him down as who should say there it is not much yet he that hath an arse to spare let him fellow that and he think he can by god and i were ye queen i would e'en tip this swaggering braggart out of the court and let him air his grandeurs and break his intolerable wind before ye deaf and such as suffocation pleaseth then fell they to talk about ye manners and customs of many peoples and master shakespeare spake of ye boak of ye sieur michael de montaigne wherein was mention of ye custom of widows of perigord to wear upon ye headdress in sign of widowhood a jewel in ye similitude of a man's member wilted and limber whereat ye queen did laugh and say widows in england do wear pricks too but betwixt the thighs and not wilted neither till coition hath done that office for them master shakespeare did likewise observe how yet ye sieur de montaigne hath also spoken of a certain emperor of such mighty prowess that he did take ten maidenheads in ye compass of a single night ye while his empress did entertain two and twenty lusty knights between her sheets yet was not satisfied whereat ye merry countess granby saith ram is yet ye emperor's superior sith he will tup a hundred ewes twixt sun and sun and after if he can have none more to shag will masturbate until he hath enriched whole acres with his seed then spake ye damned windmill sir walter of a people in ye uttermost parts of america ye capulate not until they be five and thirty years of age ye women being eight and twenty and do it then but once in seven years ye queen how doth that like my little lady helen shall we send thee thither and preserve thy belly lady helen please your highness's grace mine old nurse hath told me there are more ways of serving god than by locking the thighs together yet am i willing to serve him yet way too sith your highness's grace hath set ye ensample ye queen god wounds a good answer child lady alice mayhap twill weaken when ye hear sprouts below ye navel lady helen nay it sprouted two years sin i can scarce more than cover it with my hand now ye queen hear ye that my little beaumont have ye not a little beard about ye that stirs at hearing tell of so sweet a nest beaumont tis not insensible illustrious madam but mousing owls and bats of low degree may not aspire to bliss so whelming and ecstatic as is found in ye downy nests of birds of paradise ye queen by ye gullet of god tis a neat-turned compliment with such a tongue as thine lad thou'lt spread the ivory thighs of many a willing maid in thy good time and thy codpiece be as handy as thy speech then spake ye queen of how she met old rabelais when she was turned of fifteen and he did tell her of a man his father knew 
that had a double pair of bollocks whereon a controversy followed as concerning the most just way to spell the word ye contention running high betwixt ye learned bacon and ye ingenious johnson until at last ye old lady marjorie wearing of it all saith gentles what mattereth it how ye shall spell the word i warrant ye when ye use your bollocks ye shall not think of it and my lady granby be ye content let the spelling be ye shall enjoy the beating of them on your buttocks just the same i trow before i had gained my fourteenth year i had learnt that them that would explore a cunt stopped not to consider the spelling o't sir walter in sooth when a shift's turned up delay is meet for naught but dalliance boccaccio had a story of a priest that did beguile a maid into his cell then knelt him in a corner to pray for grace to be rightly thankful for this tender maidenhead ye lord had sent him but ye abbot spying through ye keyhole did see a tuft of brownish hair with fair white flesh about it wherefore when ye priest's prayer was done his chance was gone for as much as ye little maid had but ye one cunt and that was already occupied to her content then conversed they of religion and ye mighty work ye old dead luther did do by ye grace of god then next about poetry and master shakespeare did read a part of his king henry the fourth ye which it seemeth unto me is not of ye value of an arse full of ashes yet they praised it bravely one and all ye same did read a portion of his venus and adonis to their prodigious admiration whereas i being sleepy and fatigued with all did deem it but paltry stuff and was the more discomforted in that ye bloody buccaneer had got his wind again and did turn his mind to farting with such villain zeal that presently i was like to choke once more god damn this windy ruffian and all his breed i would that hell might get him they talked about ye wonderful defence which old sir nicholas throgmorton did make for himself before ye judges in ye time of mary which was unlucky matter to broach sith it fetched out ye queen with a pity dee having so much wit had yet not enough to save his daughter's maidenhead sound for her marriage-bed and ye queen did give damned sir walter a look it made him wince for she hath not forgot he was her own lover it yet old day there was silent uncomfortableness now twas not a good turn for talk to take sith if he queen must find offence in a little harmless debauching when pricks were stiff and cunts not loath to take each stiffness out of them who of this company was sinless behold was not ye wife of master shakespeare four months gone with child when she stood up before ye altar was not her grace of bilgewater rogered by four lords before she had a husband was not ye little lady helen born on her mother's wedding-day and behold were not ye lady alice and ye lady marjorie there mouthing religion whores from ye cradle in time came they to discourse of cervantes and of the new painter rubens that is beginning to be heard of fine words and dainty wrought phrases from the ladies now one or two of them being in other days pupils of that poor ass lille himself and i marked how that johnson and shakespeare did fidget to discharge some venom of sarcasm 
yet dared they not in the presence the queen's grace being ye very flower of ye euphuists herself but behold these be they yet having a specialty and admiring it in themselves be jealous when a neighbor doth assay it nor can abide it in them long wherefore twas observable yet ye queen waxed uncontent and in time labored grandiose speech out of ye mouth of lady alice who manifestly did mightily pride herself thereon did quite exhaust ye queen's endurance who listened till ye gaudy speech was done then lifted up her brows and with vast irony mincing saith oh shit whereat they all did laugh but not ye lady alice it old foolish bitch now was sir walter minded of a tale he once did hear ye ingenious margaret of navarre relate about a maid which being like to suffer rape by an old archbishop did smartly contrive a device to save her maidenhead and said to him first my lord i prithee take out thy holy tool and piss before me which doing lo his member fell and would not rise again end of 1601 and end of section 2